Strangers and Aliens, episode 104. Strangers and Aliens Winter Movie Series. The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. Hello and welcome to Strangers and Aliens. My name is Dr. Jason O'Neill and I am here with two of my friends, Ben Avery and Steve McDonald. And here we talk about faith, fiction, and a lot of other things that don't relate to either one of those things. But, you know, you can't do anything about those because Steve likes to ramble. (laughs) Specifically, we're here to do a mini episode, a spoiler free but um, we're going to be talking about The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. So, Dr. Jace, you and I have both seen it. Steve has yeah. not. Um, but Steve doesn't care about spoilers. No. Uh, even though we're not which, going to spoil specific which is, details. Which seems to be obvious since he throws them out there so freely. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-true, yes. But. You're welcome. Um, Dr. Jace. You guys have no idea how many times I take out my earbuds to not listen to what you're saying, just in case he throws oh, a spoiler I, bomb. I believe it. I do. They're my gift to the world. So, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. It came out. It is the second in the trilogy of Wait, Hobbit it, movies. You've said it two different ways now. You've and I'm probably going to say it a third different way. So, Smog. 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 And Smog. And smog. Or if you're from, from Michigan, it's Smog. So, Dr. Jace, let's start with this question. What letter grade would you give The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smoog? (laughs) (laughs) What letter grade would I give it? Yeah. Um, Let me me ask you this. What am I grading it on? Excellence, enjoyability, just pure, like, you know. Yeah. Um, am I comparing it to the book? I mean, what? How am I grading this? You know, I was I was going to go ahead and grade it those different ways anyway. Let's go ahead and, and kind of break it down. As far as how much you enjoyed it, as far as you get it? enjoyability, I would say B. Okay, I I would also give it a B as far as how much I actually enjoyed watching the movie, the experience. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So now, as far as filmmaking and artistic. Um, experience um, uh, it would take a long time but I would say I would hover there are some things that I thought they did very very well and there's other things I don't like as much uh, quite frankly um, I prefer the Lord of the Rings style versus the CGI uh, so much of it uh, but they did that well uh-huh. so I, I would give it a B minus uh, It, but I, it's not the style I prefer and I would give it a, a B, but that comes from some of it is so magnificent to look at. Yeah. But some of it just felt like it wasn't done. Um, there's that scene where they're in the snow, and I'm telling you, that snow looked like it was the animated snow from the Rankin Bass Christmas specials. <laughs> I mean, it, it just felt so fake. Wait, wait, it right, wasn't landing watch, on them. Did you watch it in 3D? I did. I did. Okay, that that's probably a difference because I don't know what you're talking about. I never noticed any snow issues, so it might well, have been. Well, it, it just it wasn't 3D. landing on anyone, and it just felt like it was put in in post. It and, was. That's exactly why. Well, I, I know it was, but I I figured I I expected better, you know. Right. And there were some other spots where that's, 
that's interesting because you that was your experience and I never never experienced that because that what was non existent in the version I saw. Yeah, and the other thing was there was there were some some effects that just felt like they weren't finished yet, um, and some for of the me, the CG modeling for the humans who as they're doing fight scenes and stuff like that felt like it was, um, it, it just felt unreal. I would say that that's been my biggest issue is that several of the characters are CGI versus uh, having humans in makeup and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. Um, I don't think it says in this world, we've already established this world in Lord of the Rings and it just feels cartoony uh, at, at moments. And I prefer the real people in the makeup because the makeup was phenomenal. What did you think of the dragon though? That whole scene. Oh, the dragon was cool. <sighs> I, dragon. Again, some, some parts I would use the word magnificent. Yeah. no, the, And <laughs> the dragon. Whole, oh my goodness. That whole portion, when you get in, to you know the lair it, it was dynamic I mean so when it comes to like the scenery when it comes to uh, the dragon all that stuff was magnificent I have issues with um, all the, the a lot of the orcs and and mm. all of them being CGI it does not match up to the world that we already know of um, so all right now as far as adaptation goes, Comparing like, it to the original, what would you, what grade would you give that? D plus. Oh, you're being generous a D then. <laughs> a D plus. I give it a straight out F, as far as adaptation goes. Um, yeah, and, I weighed that. I go. I, I I was trying to figure out would I like a straight adaptation and probably only get one film, or would I like them to build up the story, change some things, and give me three films? Here and oh, and. Go ahead. I had to come to the decision. I'm okay with the three films. I'd rather have three films than one. But I'm watching this, Dr. Jace, as someone – I mean I do adaptation. I take things from one medium and turn them into another medium. Now, my medium is comic books. But I'm looking at this and saying, yeah, I want three movies. Yeah, they can – I know people are complaining. It's a short book. It's a short book. How can I get a trilogy out of such a short book? Very, very easily. You know, I – and with – there has to be some additions too. There's things in the book that just won't work. And there's things in the book that if you put it on film without adding to it, it just, you're like, well, scratching your head. Like, you why do they do that? Explain. You yeah. have to explain while Gandalf disappears for whole chunks of the book and without, you know, that was good too. The stuff that yeah. they did with Gandalf, um, there, I had some issues with some other things around that, but that was cool to see. But I, I'm I, hoping, you know, Ben, this is what I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping that they're doing some things here to set up for another trilogy of you have all this stuff of Middle Earth history and lore that they could build off of. And I'm just there's a part of me that's hoping that they're planting seeds that they can actually expand <laughs> because that's the issue. I mean, right now it's all franchises and there's so much in those histories of Middle Earth. Um that could be expanded upon. So that's what I'm hoping for. And well, you can continue did, hoping for that. Christopher Tolkien, if he has anything to say about it, he <laughs> won't let that happen. But he's old. And, yeah. you know, he won't be in control for forever. So you might have to wait a little while. But Hey, we still have a couple of years before uh, another year of, uh, um, you know, maybe he'll change his mind. 
We'll see. Yeah. Well, and as far as your your December movies, though, Doctor Jace, the next Hobbit movie is next December, and then the December after that is Star Wars for you. I, I know that's my so, birthday traditions. It, yep. it, it's always been these big movies like Lord of the Rings, and I thought it was going to be Chronicles of Narnia, but they let me down. Um, <laughs> and now we're going to Star Wars. Yeah. I I just the the things that they added in, I was very frustrated about, and I was frustrated about them because it was it didn't feel natural and it didn't feel right. And it didn't feel like it was good storytelling. Um, you know, they have a female elf. Well, it turns out that I was sensing there's just something wrong with her as far as her motivation. She's, she felt like a dual character on one hand. She's part of a love triangle. On the other hand, she was trying to do what's right for her people when her people were choosing to do things that she didn't agree with. And it turns out the studio said, you have to do some reshoots here because we need a, we need more love triangle stuff in here. And so that love triangle was a studio dictate that came down. And and so I understand that feels inserted and it doesn't feel natural. Um, but I still have the see, same. Me, see, for me, I didn't read it that way. And I didn't know anything about the studio issues. How I read it was she's just a little bit of a stubborn independent person is going to do what she wants to do. Yeah. The, the, I didn't know about the studio stuff until after I saw the movie. Um, I, as far as characterization, I think you're spot on as far as her being stubborn. And as far as her, and I didn't have any problem with them adding that character. I think that we needed a, a woman I, on the screen. I thought it was a cool character, honestly, yeah. but I thought, I thought there was enough foreshadowing. For instance, when she finds out, that her king doesn't like her, or or not that, but he that there's an issue with her and and his son, and then when you find out that there's an interest from her and one of the hobbits, and there's a couple other things going on there. To me, if I take this person as this girl, she's kind of does her own kind of thing. That was enough motivation for me to believe her making that decision. Oh, I just didn't. She did. I just didn't like that. Um, and the other thing was, you know, in the first movie, I had a real problem with the bad guy, the bad orc. I can't remember his name, but the main guy with the okay. the, uh, hor- the the hook on his hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, I had a problem with him because he was a weak villain. Because and when I was sitting in the theater getting ready to watch the movie, I saw someone in front of me with their laptop open watching this very scene, and it just kind of brought it all back to me, where he's fighting Thorin. He has the upper hand. Thorin is down. The only thing that this orc has wanted the entire movie is Thorin's head. Yeah. And, and then he, he stays him? on his warg and says, you, <laughs> underling, you go get his head for me. Yeah. And they they had to do it because they wanted to get some more action for Bilbo. And Bilbo gets his first kill. And his first kill obviously couldn't be this main orc because he has to be around for the third movie when he and Thorin have their final battle. Right, but it just felt like a weak villain moment for me, and it just kind of undermined. They added this character in for a very good reason, but then they're not using him in a very good but, way. No, and again, the, the issue for me is the characterization a little bit. To me, he's a little bit of a cookie cutter villain, but also the CGI. I just don't buy it. There's yeah, been all these yeah. other really cool orcs that have preceded him, so to me, it's kind of like big deal yeah he has a spike on his hand okay 
and he definitely doesn't have the personality of the orc from you know Lord of the Rings, the the one with the kind of gimpy hand and the messed up face. Yeah, who is you know he has personality and he's a guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, but in CGI was a poor choice. But in this movie, they just <laughs> he's chasing Thorin, and then they pull him away from the chase, and they're like, "Okay, you're going to go over here and do this." And again, it just kind of undermines you created this character for this purpose. And I just had some real problems with the way that they were using him. Um, again, I understand they not only do I understand that they needed him, I believe we needed that character. We needed that addition, but yeah. I just felt like the things they were adding, they weren't really using well. Um, but they, then again, there were some other things that were just, like I said, magnificent. Let, let me let me ask you this. Yeah. What was that? What was, do you think was the best scene in the film? Um, I liked some of the Lake Town stuff. Oh no! Just pick one because I don't want you to steal mine. Uh, well, you do <laughs> yours first, then, because and you can only pick one. We can't pull Steve here. Um, do you yours first, it. so that way I won't take yours for sure. Okay, I think the most magnificent scene in the entire movie was the barrel escape. Wait, you're serious? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely serious. I thought it was fun. It was fun, yeah. And it was much better than the video game um, <laughs> Goblin Town Mario. No, yeah, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> but no, when I when I talk to film students that are here, they their most exciting scene of the entire movie was the barrel scene. Okay. Well, that makes me have little hope for film studies in the future, but... Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun, creative. With that, 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 it was less. It it was less. I didn't like the scene in the in the, the goblin cave yeah. at all, and I really enjoyed them escaping. Of course, it may also be because it's the most vivid memory of, that I have of reading the book uh, was them escaping with the barrels. But um, it, I it was mean, fun. I, I also used to go whitewater rafting a lot, so no, it was a very visceral experience watching that, especially watching it in 3D. It was um, there were I had problems with it though. I don't want to again, we don't want to spoil too much here, but um, I had problems with it because there was moments that were just too perfect. But the other parts of the escape, unlike the Goblin Town escape, this there were there were a lot of moments that did feel like. It's just flying by the seat of our pants, trying to get so, through and trying to stay see, alive. So to me, that makes the whole too perfect. I think I get it with the orc or the goblin tunnel because it was just, it was so extreme and it was mm-hmm. so persistent. This one, if you're going to go there, then you have to sit there and go every single fight that, that Legolas has ever been in is too perfect. <laughs> Not every <laughs> single fight. Oh, every yeah. single every single fight he's had, there's these perfect movements everywhere. I'm with, I'm not so much other, talking about Legolas though. No, no, but that's my point. Is that that what you're saying has been in every single uh, Lord of the Rings film out there because Legolas is doing these perfect time jumps, moves, things that a, a body could never really do, combined with other people. And so, to me, I buy it because. I don't see I, – I, I kind of view – even though it's part of Lord of the Rings, 
I decided in the first one that it was not going to be Lord of the Rings. That if anything, it would be more comparative to um, Chronicles of Narnia. It's a little bit more kitty, even though it's not quite kitty. So I, I, I buy in a little bit more to the cartoonish, a little bit. Well, but like I was saying, there were other moments in that scene where it does feel like they're just trying to get through. And okay, oh, this is happening uh, quickly! Hurry, you know. Do this, do that, hurry. You know, and, and it, it felt like, okay, they have no control here, so they're just trying to do whatever they can to stay alive. And it felt more realistic in that sense. Um, I, the, one of the things I take issue with is the bad guys. I mean, we have Stormtrooper Syndrome here, big time. Um, but that's that's an action movie for you. Except, um, yeah, except that there's knives and and arrows knock them down instead of these small little rocks with full armor <laughs> well no I'm talking about storm super stormtrooper syndrome and like the terrible aim oh you yeah. know where they, <laughs> they just have, they have bad guy bullets that just can't hit anything but well um, I mean there was a purpose for the stormtroopers not not hitting while they were on the death star and what was that no I was ta- I was talking about in uh, return of the Jedi right right up by little small dogs <laughs> right but I mean, when they were on the the original Death Star, they didn't want to kill these people because yeah, they were going to lead them to where the entire rebel base was. Yeah, so that's the, not they're what... bad. Yeah, but that's but that's not just in the Death Star. I mean, that's all over the place in the movies. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, um, overall, as a movie, as a fantasy movie, I felt like it wasn't bad. It was an enjoyable experience. It was just made frustrating by storytelling things that I just was scratching my head. Like, why are they choosing to do this? Why are they choosing to end it here? You know, this is... I like that ending. Oh, they could have had a much, much better ending. I I can't talk about it without spoiling it, but... No, I love that ending. Oh, so... And and my, my big thing was with it was it just felt like, okay, this is The Hobbit, but it's Hobbit fan fiction. In that it's people taking the characters, taking the basic story, but you know doing it my way. And in the first frame of the movie, Peter Jackson walks through across With the street. Carrot. Yeah, eating a carrot. That for me right there is just telling me, you know what? This is not J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. This is Peter Jackson's The Hobbit. And if you watch it that way, then... But- but it was You're, also an homage because homage to uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, no, no, oh. no, no, no. Um, the Prancing Pony, the uh, Bree, because when we first entered Bree the first time, he walked in front of the camera on Lord of the Rings too. Right, but this just tells me. I mean, that this is just a, a visual metaphor, not intended by him, but something I'm applying to it to say, you know what? Here he is. It's he's all over the place in this movie. We're looking at his vision. We're not looking yeah. at Tolkien's vision. We're not looking at my vision. It's it's their it's their movie, and we need to watch it on their terms. Or, in my case, I'm just watching on my terms and saying, oh, okay. <laughs> they could really redeem it, though. They still have a whole movie and a whole lot of awesome stuff coming up that they could really redeem it. But they they've set the bar. It's the the, the bar has gone low for me, and yeah. 
I would say the bar goes way high. Like it, they're going to have trouble trying to redeem this in my eyes. I mean, just what I know, and I haven't seen the second one, but just what I know of the first one, and the, which I have seen, and this one, I'm like, you know, it, I if it wasn't for my son wanting to go see the movie, I probably would skip it, just because it just it, fan fiction doesn't really hold that much to me, you know. So I don't really want to waste my time on it. Well, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt and I'm also lowering my expectations. So for the next one, so they could really blow me away next movie. <laughs> they really could. And it would make me just forget all my problems. Wow. If they're able to take these things that I have problems with and make them, make them good. If the orc villain, if he's able way. to just all of a sudden rise up and be like a impressive bad guy. Okay. I, I I made the decision that this is not going to be Lord of the Rings, which just happens to be my favorite trilogy. But it's better than Narnia, in my opinion. And my question for you, Ben, is without just just yes or no, which one would you pick uh, so far? The Hobbit prequels or Star Wars prequels? Star Wars prequels. You would? I would. Wow. Wow. You mean to sit down and watch for fun? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. See, the the thing with me is... (laughs) Now, wait, wait. I'd be playing games on my iPad during the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Even having this conversation doesn't put the Hobbit movies in that good of a light. You know, (laughs) if you have to say, you know, well, what would you rather... I mean, I'd, I'd rather have good movies. I'd rather have this be based on The Hobbit. Not just loosely concerned. It is. It is based on the Hobbit. It is. It's based on it. But I don't know. Yeah, my my thing, Steve, is I feel like they could have done a much much better job, and I I feel like we've been spoiled, I guess, with Lord of the Rings, um, because they did a great job of of adapting a difficult difficult story to adapt because there's so much of it. And they just did a wonderful job of it. Like, you know, Dr. Jace is his favorite trilogy of all time. Um, And with you, it's your second favorite trilogy next to the Dark Knight trilogy. But um, (laughs) but but for me, I I, I'm just looking at it. And and I've said this before. And Dr. Jace, you know, you can, I think, appreciate this metaphor. I feel like this movie is that kid who comes into class when I was a teacher who's just sliding by and just doing enough to get you know, to get the job done to pass and not applying himself the way he could. And I feel like Peter Jackson and, and I might be wrong here and maybe I'm, I'm setting too high of a standard. I feel like they could have done an even better job. And instead they gave us what they gave us, which was a C. Well, my, my wonder though, is if it was Peter Jackson's decision, because if you said the studios made him do some things, if you remember Peter Jackson, they had a lot of legal battles back in the day with Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So he may have less control over this set of films than he did over Lord of the Rings. But And I'm willing know. to give him that benefit of the doubt. I, I am. I just – I look at Jackson and, and what they did with Lord of the Rings. Like I said, I think we've been spoiled. Right. <laughs> I, I, think, I think a big part of it was the CGI. I think that if – that that makes it 
because when you're, I know they created a lot of digital stuff for Lord of the Rings, but when you're dealing with real real actors, it also gives you some limitations. And I think with an, the, the CGI stuff, it, it, they went a little too cartoony in on it. But. Let me ask anyway. you this, Dr. Jace. Do you feel like the, it was rushed? I wonder, uh, do you think that because they didn't have as much time maybe on no, this movie or I, something? To be honest. Or do I you think it's think, style? No. Well, I, I've said that. my thoughts already on what I think was shortcomings. To be honest, I just think The Hobbit's an inferior book. I think it's inferior. It's an inferior source as far as for three movies. Oh, I see. And I disagree with that, but I'm saying I felt like there was effects that were unfinished. And so do you think that this was a choice with their style of of effects or do you think that this is maybe they didn't have time to finish? I'd have to watch it again. I don't remember other than the CGI being too prevalent because I felt the same way about that in Star Wars, the prequels. I, I, I think that, what you saw and what I saw may be different because some people, some three Ds are just different than than the real the real the two D yeah yeah, yeah. So, it might I, look better flatter. What I couldn't <laughs> really get past was that I mean when I wanted him to make this movie, I I wanted him to to like take that text and say you know obviously it's not a thousand pages obviously this is you know, a prequel and it's told a different way and all that stuff. And hey, you know what we could do? Let's make like a uh, a TV movie and, you know, big Aww. budget it, get get it, get, you know, someone behind it, a big, big name company. We're, we're going to have Peter Jackson do it. It's going to be the Weta thing and all that stuff and have this like really cool holiday film. You know, make it three hours long. It doesn't matter. But just have like this really cool thing sort of like as a gift saying thank you for so much of the, the money and love and everything you poured into the Lord of the Rings fans. Here's something. It's going to be on TV. It's, you'll be able to watch it every year. It'll be like this new thing, this new wonderful little thing that you can, you know, have your family watch and sit down and stuff like that and just have it be one thing. And when I heard it was going to be two movies, I was really skeptical. When I heard it was going to be three (laughs) movies, I was like, there's like a 1% chance that you can do this. Here's, and when I, I, I disagree though. Movie, Here's, I disagree. I disagree completely with this whole, can it work as a trilogy? It's so easy. It's, they leave with Bilbo and movie one, epic quest. Movie two, they are dealing with um, the elves and smog. And movie three is the war. But there's not enough in each of those to do two or three You're hours You're going to have to add things in, but that's not a big deal. That's it not is a big deal. deal because you don't need to add stuff in. You don't need to have a trilogy. It's it's supposed to be a kid's story. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be lighter. Uh, you get three kids' light stories out of this. I no, I, I think it could work as a trilogy, but they're doing it the way they're doing it. And again, it's not mine. It's 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 Jackson's. So, final word, Doctor Jace, on the Hobbit: The Desolation of Smeug. <laughs> I, I give it a B, B minus. That's your final like average grade. Fin- final grade. It has the potential to maybe go as high as a B plus if the third one gets a home run and it it 
finalize, you know, firms up the trilogy itself, but I'd put it in the B category. And I, I put it in the C category. I, I gave it two Bs and an F. So, you know, I think it averages out to a, a C. It might be a low C, but I, I give it the C. I guess it depends how you weight it. I don't weight the adaptation as that big of an issue, in, in my personal opinion, because I don't see how you can do a really good live action adaptation of The Hobbit. And for me, it's not just adaptation, it's storytelling. And yeah. It's just, I have a lot of issues with the storytelling and the, the choices they made. And we already talked about it. So, yeah. uh, but it, it ends up averaging out to a C. Yeah. Um, it, it drags those two Bs down to a C. So, um, right. and Steve, uh, you haven't seen F. it, but. Just an F. <laughs> okay. So, thank you for listening. This was our short episode about The Hobbit. And as you can tell, um, we don't all agree except for when we do. So, um, no, we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. See exactly my point. Maybe we do. No, <laughs> well, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be that strong about Good it. Good night, everyone. Yeah. We appreciate you listening and our next episode will be some Christmas stuff. So be there or be square. Godspeed, everyone. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Thanks for listening to the Strangers and Aliens summer movie series. You can email us at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 1-804-37-ALIEN. That's 1-804-372-5436. We'd love to hear from you. You can also go to our website, strangersandaliens.com, leave a comment on the blog, or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. We're also on Twitter, Strange and Alien. Check us out.